Tuesday, the 30th of January. Uh, welcome back to the Tahi. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. It's good to see you. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. Who had birthdays yesterday? Auckland and also, did I hear Dunedin? Had I think a it's Otago. Otago. Somewhere. Somewhere Nelson. else had it was Nelson. Nelson. Nelson had a birthday. Shout out to Nelson. How old are these countries, these cities? You no know? clue, bro. No clues. No idea. The super city's pretty young. Yeah, we are pretty young. Mm. Youthful, youthful city. Mm. All right. Um, I hope you, if you got a long weekend, I hope you enjoyed it. We got another long weekend sort of coming up. When? This week. We got, um, next week we got Tuesday off. Really? For what? Why Tongy Day? Oh, I'm away. Yeah. That's why I got confused. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot. Look, uh, for I'm what? just, <laughs> I'm giving you a heads up right now. Submit leave for Monday and then you got a four day weekend. Because mm. we've got Tuesday off, so mm. take Monday off, and then you got a four-day... Bro, go go on holiday. Mm. Take a break. Anyway, um, speaking of things coming up on the way, the Tahi Live pod, 13th, February? 7.30pm. This year. Q Theatre. Um, we have some very illustrious guests we've sort of been teasing and mentioning it, but uh, we can finally announce... Should I do a drum roll? Drum roll, please. For the audio listeners, that is a drum. Sam V and Jordan with a Y. Very grateful to have them. Uh, We've had Jordan on the show last year. Haven't had Sam. Both astounding entertainers. Wonderful. I'm very grateful that we've got them, and I'm looking forward to to being able to sit down and cut it all with them. I'm pumped. I'm excited to be live in the flesh. Mm. Anyone who sent me a mean comment, come. Yeah. Just come. $20 $20 a ticket. $20 to come. You yeah. come yell at me in person. Yeah. Alex Mordecai, just come. It's fine. Yeah, so, um, yeah, $20. Get your tickets now from the Q Theatre's website. Uh, we'll be at the Q 13th of February. Uh, how was your weekend, by the way? Oh, yeah, nah, lots to ponder. You know, Greta ponder. Gerwig not getting that um, Best Director nom. Oh, yeah. That was rough. I'm mm. thinking about that. But thinking about the elephant in the room, which is a beef between two unnamed amazing talented people that took place oh, yeah, that took a whole much weekend. to ponder and then Mirage going home early on Drag Race that was a mm. oh real downer of the weekend mm. oh my god yeah that was a rough one yeah, haven't seen a... anything like it since season 8 <laughs> tell you that it's like if you were watching a sports like what's mm. what's your favourite one I don't know uh, rugby okay you're watching rugby and um, you get like you you're like going for the best try ever, but then it's just like you break a rule by accident, mm. and it's all over. It's like uh, that because she got up there and she was dancing beautifully, but she didn't know the words. Didn't know the damn words. Mistake. And it's mm, fundamental skill. So anyway, mm. how about you? Any dramas? Uh, no, I just babies. We like. It was my nephew's birthday, and they rented out the pools. Cool! Those yeah. are the best birthdays. Oh my gosh! I oh, know it was so stressful as an adult. Oh really? Kids kept running around the pool. Children who couldn't swim thought they could swim in the deep end. It'd be like that, yeah. I've saved at least two children from drowning. I pulled one of my nephew's elbows here. Oh my god! Because he just—I kept watching him like slowly drift away into the. He like kept bobbing. There was the thing that annoyed me. He wouldn't commit to the drowning. Like he was just kind of like <laughs> bobbing there. Like his nose would come up and he'd put his mouth above and he'd be like smiling and I'd be like, "He's all right." And then all of a sudden he'd just go, he'd go under. Oh my so god! So I like waited and then when I realized like, oh nice, no, yeah, he needs help. I like pulled him out by his hair, but I was not enjoying. That. Mm. I did not have a fun time watching kids at the pool. I don't know how lifeguards do it. Yeah, they deserve I, to be paid way more than whatever they're being paid. It's like warm in there, chlorine. Oh, it was so hot inside the yeah. pool. Why? Humid. It's Gross. humid. Yeah, hot. Gross. Wet. Oh yeah, but um, 
they're Tongan, so there was like two pigs. This is a five-year-old's birthday. Two pigs, maybe a hundred pizzas. That's awesome. KFC, like, it was, oh, oh, man, I, I'd, I'd go just for the pig. Yeah, fair but enough. But I also got to watch the kids do dive bombs and manus, and it was, yeah, it was pretty mean, so well, I enjoyed it. Uh, coming up with the show today, we have plenty going on, some illustrious guests. Uh, who do we have? Holloway are joining me later. They're emos from Wellington and they are my babies and I love them as well as an incredible sports journalist from RNZ who also happens to be an astounding track athlete yeah uh, Simone's joining us later on make sure you stick around for that uh, in the meantime let's just jump right on into the show I feel like we're taking long enough I think we're all willing to acknowledge that we haven't we haven't talked enough about the great outdoors the wilderness mm. The, mm. the 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 great the Waitakere Ranges. <laughs> or just outside nature in general. Yeah, you know? I don't be do I just don't be going out there a lot, eh? Like I do I do like nature, which is why I live where I live, mm. which is in the bush for anyone who's missed that. Um, but I don't wanna like go out of my way to get it. Like I don't mm. wanna go like when people go on like a three hour hike, I'm like, good for you. I'm not mm. like hating on them at all. But don't invite me. Mm. Well, that what part of that is fun for me? Like, it's just all these thin people there being like, yeah, let's, like, huff and puff desperately try to have a conversation with each other for three and a half hours going up a damn hill. Oh, no, like, I don't... If you... I would never... On hikes, I don't talk. But that's what I mean. It's I'm like, so if we're not hikes. talking, yeah. what what are we doing? If I'm just walking, I could do it at home. Mm. Part yeah. of the fun of a hike is that you just, like, you both struggle to this one point and, and then, then it's you, quiet. And then it's quiet and you just sit there in silence, you take your photos and then you're like, yeah. back to the car we go. Yeah. I feel like because you see trees at your house, you you get to, like, see nature. I don't see trees. Mm. I see nothing out my window. I have a concrete wall oh. out my window. I know. So I I go for those three-hour hikes, like, when I can because I'm like, this is my opportunity throughout don't you, the week. Don't you have, like, a little grass hill near you, sort of? Yeah, yeah, that's down there. <laughs> yeah, so out, around where I live, there is, like, a grass hill. I do go sit out there. It's got my favourite trees Nico palm trees. Oh, I've got Nico palms at my. I, I love them. I love Nico palms. Apparently, like the little stubs on them, like you know how they have like lines along them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they that's like how old they are or something like that. The Nico palms at my house. This could be wrong, but my Aberyst, um, my Aberyst came by, and you know that my Nico palms are 120 years old, wow. approximately, and my ferns, like 150. Nah, that's cool. I'm saying mine. I'm like the mine. things. That <laughs> yeah. No, I understand people that don't like hiking. I get it. It's just like a long trek. There's very, very few hikes have shade. Yeah, that's generally, true. actually, like a lot of hikes, especially like. Why target it? Yeah, or even shade. just like the the upper half of the North Island. Like a lot of the hikes do tend to just be like around the coast. Mm pure rock and sun like yeah. the pinnacles it's yeah. just yeah, yeah my, not my boyfriend looking at me in my eyes the windows to my soul and saying we should do the pinnacles it's like you've never spoken to me mm. it's like you know nothing about me i'm not doing that mm. it's like the worst thing ever is like back in the day when i was when i was still single um and people like yeah let's go on a hike i'm like well this is over before it even began isn't it because now you're blocked because i'm not going on a bloody hike i love going for walks like there's a couple parks near me that i like going for walks around but i can't hike because i have bad like my knees real bad fair like i can i can do it used to be it used to be i couldn't go uphill 
But now I can't go downhill. Oh, like the pressure on it. Damn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now my knee starts to give out. Uh, it, it's like uphill sucks. Like it's still a huff and a puff. But going downhill, like I can feel my knee saying like. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like swimming, but I'm scared of swimming in the ocean. Maybe a lake is the best outdoor mm. option for Lakes you. Lakes always. I love a lake. I love swimming. I love the beach. I just don't want to be up a hill. Mm. Yeah, fair. Mm. I liked walking around in Saar because you could go like back in time, or you could go for a hike. If you found water, you could swim in it. And by the time you got home, you were dry again because mm. it's just so hot. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. your clothes were dry. It was like swimming, whatever you're wearing, it's fine. It'll dry yeah, out by good. the time you get. We just like put our clothes on the lava rock or something like that. It'll yeah. be dry in like 20 minutes. Mm. Astoundingly fast. I do like um, bird watching a little bit. Same. But as long as they're. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I just like watching watch. the native birds. Same. Mm. I mean, Same. are they all. No. So no. I, I want to see a tui or a kiridu. I love seeing piwaiwaka because, you know, like. There's so many, they're like a big tohu or sign mm. for like Māori. And actually, one time there was one that flew into like, I was like on year 13 camp, and there was one that flew into like the cafeteria where we were camping. And there weren't very many like Māori people at my school. There's, so there was only like three of us in the like cafeteria. And there's like a common, like, common knowledge for Māori is like if a PY worker flies indoors, it's usually like a bad sign, like someone's passed away or someone's about to pass away so this py worker flew in and like everyone there's like oh what a beautiful bird it's so cute and like me and my like cousin one of the only maldives there we were like get out of here like scaring it out everyone's <laughs> like what's wrong with you it's cute and we're like no this is not a good thing but sometimes apparently it also means it's bringing good news and we later found out that it sometimes means it's like either life is leaving or life is coming into the world and we found out that week that our friend was pregnant oh my god yeah, so. do you know i learned that from shortland street oh, because there was that storyline years ago with tama and shannon and shannon was like going like she was like losing her mind and she was having all these visions of like mm. the birds coming in and she's like someone's gonna die and i was like what's that about and they explained it on shortland yeah. street so i was like wow go shorty the cultural dictionary of new zealand <laughs> we've come full circle Back Hiking, to Shorty. Back to TV. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me on the couch, I'm actually on the seat and they're on the couch. We've switched it up today. Uh, my fellow emos, Holloway. Hi. Hi. It's, it's two thirds of Holloway. Yeah, two yes. thirds of Holloway. Yeah. Missing Taylor. Yes, missing yes. Taylor. Oh, very. I know. I, I told <laughs> done you. Research. I Google people. Don't yes. worry about it. Tell me a little bit about the sort of backstory of the band, because I understand you sort of started it on your own uh-huh. and then just started adding other people. Yeah, it's done her research. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I started... I, okay, so the, the, the name of the band came from the most boring f***ing thing to name your band, which is the street that it started on. Oh, Slay, 660. At 660. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I did the first record on my own. And it was just sort of this amalgamation of different sounds. And I was like, the band could sound like any of this. And then I went to a Killers concert and saw Taylor play on stage with them. And then promptly asked him to join my band, which he did. So we were a two-piece for Mm. a while, me and Taylor. And then just before COVID, Max joined the band. Oh, nice. Good timing. Yeah. 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 Because they can't get rid of you. Like, you know, you jump in and it's like everything's (laughs) locked down. You're like, well... We're a bit of a COVID baby band, eh? We, 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 came out, we came out of that lockdown, like, swinging, eh? We went straight into Battle of the Bands, like, did a yeah. New Zealand tour, and, yeah, um, yeah it sort of... So we did yeah. second record as a two-piece, and then we started doing songs with Max, and then it sort of snowballed. Like, that was when we started to get some attention, which mm. we, we crave. Yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, yeah. why do you think I do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. And it's like... For me, it's like very classic, very like what I, formative years for me music-wise, it's like pop punk, it's like very emo vibes, it's like that 
I feel like your production is really clean. Yeah. And I really, really like it, but I want to, like, who are your favourite bands that sort of, like, it's like such a boring question. Who are your influences? But who are those bands like lend to you while you're creating? No, that's that's a fair question because for me, I, I get really hung up and weird about being called pop punk. Oh, do you? <laughs> but, but like, n- not in a bad way, Is really. Is it because but... of Machine Gun Kelly? Well, kind of. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk like, about Machine Gun Kelly. Like, it's just on my list of questions. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering who's going to go with Machine Gun Kelly. Our relationship Thoughts? with Machine Gun Kelly is complicated. Oh, get into it. Because, let's go. Because he's almost... Okay, no. Travis Barker is single-handedly responsible for bringing back emo and pop punk in like the agreed. last two years. 100% agreed. He did this via Machine Gun Kelly, which is a questionable decision. Unique call. Yeah. Not the choice yeah. I would have gone with. Like, But who am I? I'm not in Blink-182 ever. Yeah. You know? So do I wish Machine Gun Kelly didn't exist? No, because it helps bring the genre into the spotlight. But like, you could have picked someone. <laughs> you could have yeah. been less cringe about it, right? You like, could have done Willow Smith first. I love Willow yeah, Smith. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, See, it's a bit... It's, even though Willow Smith is also like, let's be honest, like... But she wrote those songs. Oh, who cares? But it's like with Machine Gun Kelly, like, I agree. It's like, yay, I'm happy it's all coming back because it's like, yeah. I spent all these, like, you know what? Everything that I liked that I got bullied for is cool now. Yeah. And that bothers me every yeah. I wake up, my first thought is like, same. Like, it pisses me right off. But like, yeah, I'm happy he exists. But then it's also like, it could have just been like anybody. Why'd it have to be anybody else in the whole So bring it back to the question. Yes. Um, we're trying to bring it into the future a bit. Like yeah. we're not. We're trying not to just be early two thousands. Yeah. Obviously, very influenced by all those bands: Fall Out Boy, Panic at Disco, Paramore, all of those bands. But, but there like, are a couple of other, like a couple of bands that are doing kind of what we're doing as well, like Waterparks yeah. and Stan Atlantic and um, yeah. a few others that are kind of, um, even to an extent, Bring Me the Horizon, who are kind of taking this modern approach to like yeah. the pop punk slash metal slash rock. Questions, yeah. guys. Okay, thoughts yeah. on you bring me the horizon because uh, I get a lot of like different opinions from people, uh, like yeah. and other, like, like you know, heads. like all the emos that come in. I ask mm. them, like, what mm. do you guys think about the new bring me the horizon? Because, yeah. like, so, it's very polarizing, it is. Like, some people my age are genuinely offended by it. Like, they, yeah. like, they only recently at the show started playing the old stuff again, yeah. Like, the to you know, and then all the old people in the audience, all yeah. the aging millennials, yeah, who mm. like four kids and like haven't had a drink in years are like, yes, and all these like kids are like, what? Yeah. What's that? So it's like, I don't know, I don't mind the new stuff, but I do think it is, like, very different from the yeah. early things, right? Well, they're, they're, I mean, I think they're modernising. I really love it. They're probably my favourite band at the moment. But, like, yeah, I can understand if, you, if you're if you a metalhead and you love them in the early stuff, they've changed a lot. Just f***ing listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you don't have to. Like, I reckon, like, because Bring Me The Horizon, bless them, were, like, one band in a lineup of all these metalcore yeah. bands at the time. Mm. And they are the ones that have stuck it out. So, like, they're the they're, ones that did well, the feature with Ed Sheeran. Like, but let's also yeah. let's let's be real about it. They managed to not get cancelled. Exactly. Most of their peers. <laughs> oh yeah, and this Whoa. is a huge stigma in metalcore and pop punk. Like, yeah. What pe- is it with, um, like, you know, like little scrawny little like hardcore guys in a band and underage girls? Eh? Like, what's the <laughs> mention blood the on the dance floor and people? Oh go, my god, <laughs> blood on the freaking <laughs> dance floor. Yeah, it's just like this. Scene kid vibes. Yeah, kid yeah, music. and I unfortunately mean, they're really noncy a lot of them, and it's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's talk about your music. Now yeah. that we've got completely <laughs> sidetracked. Hollow- so, Hollow Way. Yes. Um, so I want to date 
like date all my friends. Yes, yes. Um, Dampf. Dampf. Yeah. Um, I want to damp all my friends. Did Sorry. You, did you come up with that song by just looking around at all your friends and being like, yeah, I would. Okay, yes. <laughs> y- yes. And and I was like, okay, but I've got to be a songwriter about it and I've got to metaphorize it and I've got to um, craft it and make it into some sort of poetic thing. And I was just like, but, but what if I just said it? Like, what if I just said I want to date all my friends? It's a pretty common sentiment. Like, it wasn't a very radical thing to say no, in the I end. No, I don't think it's, like, brand new information, right? No, because like, people were like, yeah. It's heads. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if we could just do away with Tinder, and it's like... Yeah. Anyway. No, I think that would cause a lot of... Pro- I mean, Wellington's a small place. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. you went to Steiner school, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, but, um, yes, that's sort of our, our treatise on modern love, and it was our most recent single, and, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's banger. It's really it, it fun. It goes off, right? And I just think, like, yeah, like I said, I think your production is, like, super clean. But I understand Jake you don't Stokes, have a bassist. producer. Yes. Yes, no bassist either. You need one? Um, no. He's dead. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, I could do it. Wow. Well, <laughs> he's he's, he's play bass for Holloway? I could, but I'd have to relocate, right? Yeah. I can't be Yeah, bassists, I don't know, man, like. It's 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 the three piece aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah We're yeah, sort yeah. of like we could we could have a a box that does the bass guitar and yeah. sits on the side and that's yeah. all we need. Yeah. I mean it works, right? Yeah. yeah. Like less people on stage, more noise. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just do like a playback for the bass, I guess. Or do, do you yeah. get a session musician to do it for oh, the Ma- Max plays it on the Oh, record. right. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. yeah, you just I, do both for recording yeah. and then yeah, you just yeah, do yeah, guitar yeah. live. Yeah. Well, that counts as having a bassist. You I just have two so, jobs. Yeah. 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 Jake played bass on a couple of tracks. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know, one less person to split. Like, we're really rich now because we <laughs> we're loaded. We're we lose money every show. Rich. Yeah. Um, I have a quick, I was going to ask Taylor about it because, like, that whole getting up and performing with the killers yes. thing. Yes. Okay. I'm sure he's over it. Like, I'm sure people bring it up and he's no, like, he's Ugh. not over it. But, like, <laughs> but the thing that I was like, I was so desperate to ask, but you guys probably have a bit of insight on it because I'm sure he's mentioned how he yeah. feels about it once or twice. It's like, you spend your whole, like, formative years being like, daydream about, like, and then my chemical romance will invite me on stage and I'll do the guitar solo for Thank You for the Venom and then a really cool band will ask me to join the band and yeah. it'll be really awesome and then we'll go on tour and it's like, that doesn't happen. This is but Taylor's it happened to fanfic. him. <laughs> like, he's living a fanfic life. Like, is he the happiest yeah. guy you know or what? I um, think he's very he's very appreciative of the situation. Yeah. 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 He, he obviously is, like, the biggest music fan of anyone I know and he loves The Killers and so to do that he did it twice. I know. Yeah. Um, he he he. It sort of. It was a bit of a religious experience for him. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What, yeah. What, I mean, I, how else would you react? Right? I think. Yeah. I think he's mentioned to me that he he doesn't remember either of them. Yeah. Well, because it's like an out of body experience. Kind of. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's what's happening. Like. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. There's, there's like videos of it, and I mean, I was there the second time, and he absolutely killed it. He was cool as anything. Yeah. Just yeah. rocked on up and played it perfectly and. Asshole. <laughs> He's a great yeah. drummer, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're really impressed. Really, really. He's impressed. in our band. Yeah, he's in our band. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a big, um, almost life-size cardboard cutout of him. Which yeah, we're gonna bring it. Oh, we should. We can Photoshop him into this yeah. little seat. Yeah. Yes, please. Him, we'll pop him in. Face, like. Hi, Taylor. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. coming. Yeah. So let's talk new single. I hear a rumor. Yes. Of, what's that about? Yeah. So. The the song is called "If What I Think Is Happening Is Happening, It Better Not Be," Been there. which is a quote from a movie. Yes, um, and it's a bit of a departure from the last two. It's less romantic and more sort of trauma um, less inspired. Pop, more punk. Yeah, more punk. Cool. It's fast and it's got all sorts of cool 
production shit going on. It's a really good song. Cool. Yes. Mm. And, a, um, and a hidden dog bark in there as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, sick. Our producer has a dog, and the dog barks at like a certain point in the song, and um, people are just going to have to figure out when that is. Easter egg. Yeah. 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 Dog Al- Alfie. Alfie the dog. Alfie, Alfie the dog. dog. Yeah. Shout-outs. Something's going to happen in the music video that will be a bit shocking. So <laughs> that's all I can say right now. Our um, record la- label won't let us... Um, disclose any more information than that but it's going to be a big change for us that's going to happen right on screen in the video so thank you holloway for joining me on thank this fine you. day i have one last question which is just a piece of advice it's yes. really hot out there what and do in I, here. what do i wear what do i do oh, how do i do this okay so like i've i've found like not in these boots obviously but just like sort of cuffing your jeans a little okay. bit helps get the heat i've gone like, the opposite out. direction there. yeah i <laughs> know you kind of yeah i do that in the summer because it's like you know but i still want to wear black yeah um loose fitting garments um but the bottom line is you're just gonna suffer yeah it's gonna yeah. suck right yeah. all right well not the news i wanted but the news i sort of expected yeah yeah um thank you so much for coming let everyone know where they can keep up with you on the socials on the apps on the, yes where, where yeah where it's all live? at We Are Holloway on Instagram. Uh, I think it's Holloway NZ on Facebook because Facebook sucks. Um, and yeah, Instagram all way. And what what is it on TikTok? TikTok Lou Lo- Valentine. It's Lou Valentine for me and I can't remember. And Max Something is on else, there too. Yeah. <laughs> and also mainly Spotify because Spotify yes. is great. Um, follow us and listen to our shit. And thank you for having us. And one last thing, pre-save our new song Pre- when it comes out. Yeah, it comes out. Pre-saves. Yes. Pre-saves. Pre-saves are the way to go. Gotta save it. They will help and you gotta do it in advance. Thank also, you. Also, what's your home address? home address? Home address? <laughs> <laughs> I love a good hustle as much as the next man. I'd almost say I respect scammers, but I don't. I would but almost say almost. that. I, uh, I respect the hustle. Do not respect scamming people. Yeah, don't scam people, but it's good to work hard is what we're saying. Yeah, right? Good working. <laughs> we're losing it right from the start, eh? <laughs> uh, about a week ago, the Foo Fighters came to uh, Tamaki Makoto where they performed, and some concert goers were looking for car parks close. Uh, so they were driving around, and they saw this geezer walking around. He had a high-vis on, and he was like, hey, it's 20 bucks to park here. And they were like, cool. So they park buy this little warehouse thing, they pay the man 20 bucks, and they go on their merry way. They come back from their concert to find none of their cars there, because as it turns out, this man in the high-vis was just a guy in a high-vis. He didn't own the property, didn't manage the property or nothing. He was just like, yeah, you can park here for 20 bucks. Took their money, he left. The owner obviously was just like, whoa, what are all these cars doing on my driveway? And he towed them, and all these people were out of hundreds of dollars. And it kind of, like, it's always that risk. Whenever you go to concerts and things like that, you see those, like, random warehouses that are just like, yo, you can park it for 20 bucks, and you're like, oh, it's so nice and close. Especially, like, Mount Smart, where there is terrible parking. So you're like, oh, yeah, right, I'll pay the 20 bucks to park here. Yeah, this man did not have any affiliation with this building. He was just, he just pocketed all this money, and people were like, paying like i think like the minimum to get your cars out like 300 bucks yeah it depends because it's like if you get towed by at waka kotahi or whatever um it's less and you can like pay it off Mm. and it's like they you know if you're in a clear way or whatever but if it's like private they just lock your car up like a criminal and you've got to go to the little booth with the man who doesn't care about it at all it'd be Mm. like oh you came to get my car and they're like it's 350 dollars you're like i only have a hundred dollars and then it's like well and it's horrible yeah who hasn't had their car towed from the Denny's at Auckland CBD? 
Oh my gosh! I, actually, oh man, I watched the tow. That was when I like was like really impressed. I saw a tow truck driver reverse into that car park. He hooked up a car and drove off in possibly genuinely three minutes. That's crazy. He towed a car like he pulled up, picked it up, and drove away in like less than three minutes. I was like, Bro, you look away from your car for a second and it's gone. Like. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what the moral of the story is about the Foo Fighters concert. Like, be careful, I, I guess, is I what guess I'd say. I guess it's like taking advantage of um, a New Zealand cultural aspect of just trusting anyone in a high-vis. Mm. Like, that's just, like, a beautiful part of our nation, mm. and you have squandered it on this day. Hey, people can't trust high-vis. That's that a part. If you are in New Zealand and you see a man in a high-vis or a woman in a high-vis or anyone in a high-vis, you're like, they work here, they know what they're doing, mm. they're going to tell me what to do. And that's... someone has taken advantage of that. You know what? Speaking of um, Mr. Organ, because I watched <gasps> it, yeah. You finally watched I it? I watched it. Oh, my God. He wasn't walking around in a high-vis, I'm pretty sure. He was no. just, like, in a full black suit. And i got to be honest with you. If a dude blocked my car in wearing all black, I don't know that I'd believe that he was a parking warden. But that's my thing as well. Okay, for anyone who hasn't seen Mr. Organ yet, it's a new David Farrier doco on... I watched it on the Netflix, mm. um, but I think it might be available on other ones as well. And it's, like, it starts off... Just this guy doing a similar sort of weird little parking scam. Mm. And he, like, blocks the cars and he was quite aggressive with the people. Mm. And I'm like, if that were me, and I think this is just, like, as a woman alone at night in the world trying to get your car back off some man, I'm calling the cops. Yeah. First thing I'm doing. Like, mm. I'm, I'm like, no, this is scary. I don't want to deal with this. I'm ringing the police to come help me get my car back. Mm. Or I'm ringing somebody. You mm. know what I mean? Maybe not the cops, but, like, somebody. And I'm, like, just surprised that everyone he got actually paid him the money yeah uh, like I, i'm like it turns out I, I was shocked to find out that it was totally legal like yeah. he could they could charge whatever well i wasn't it like one person had to pay like 700 and something yeah. dollars parking laws in new zealand are really interesting Very because you can like uh, you know various apps that you can park with around um in the cities mm. they can't actually like there's a lot of rules around what they can enforce on you to pay. But because, like, no one knows that stuff and mm. no one's going to sit there for 40 minutes calling everybody to learn the legislation, mm. you're constantly getting overcharged for yeah, you all are, of those things. Unless they're fun, we won't get too into it, but uh, word to the wise, if they're not Auckland Transport, they can't issue you a parking infringement. Really? Yeah. So, uh, take well, that information, do your Googles. Uh, you didn't hear it Auck from me. You Auckland, didn't hear it from me. Auckland Transport are the only people that can issue you a parking infringement. But, um, yeah, so uh, if you go to concerts, just be wary or take public transport. Get a ride, man. Yeah. yeah. Get your boyfriend to drop you off. That's what I do. The doctor. We all have to go to it every now and again. Go to it. Go to them. Go. You know the medical centre. The, the smart doctors. people. Yeah, yeah, the smart people that mm. studied for ages. So... Look, I just have a question, and I'm so happy to be proved wrong on this. Mm. Like, so happy to be proved wrong. Why are the receptionists at the doctors the rudest people alive? Like, I've never, like, never in my life met one that's been, like, really friendly and, like, welcoming. Really? Seriously. That bad experience. Seriously. You go in, and you're like, hello, like, <laughs> like, hello. And they're like, sit down. And you're like, okay. And they act like you've bothered them mm. by, like, coming to the appointment that you booked. And I'm like, at the doctor's a bit ago. And I'm like, hello, I'm here to pick up my prescription. Here is my name and my ID. Mm. And they go, oh, we're out. And I was like, oh, okay, what should I do? And she's like, I don't know. 
like real, mm. like, I don't know. Like, why would you ask me, the person who works at the doctors? Why mm. would I possibly know? Mm. And I'm mad. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything with it. But I'm mm. like, really? Much. Like, in my head, I'm like, come on. And then I'm like, okay, should I call the doctor or wait for the doctor? And she's like, I mean, you can. And I'm like, what do you want me? To, what do you want me to do? Like, what is my next step here? Is my question. Like, I'm trying to get mm. my meds, and I can't get them. So what? What should I do? Mm. And she's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, why don't you know? Like, mm. I'm just. How are you that unhelpful? Like, it just shocks me. You work here. This has never happened before. Mm. Not once in your entire career of working here on this desk at this doctor's have you ever run out of anyone's medication before mm. to possibly give me some mild direction on what steps I may take to resolve this. Mm. This has never happened once in your life, babe. Like, come on. And the one they used to go to when I was growing up really long story with that lady because she you know there's always that lady and she works at the school and the doctors and the dairy and drives the bus she was that that lady and she hated me Mm. and then I go into the doctors once for um, like I had to get like it was a visa, so she get like a drug test and like a lung check. And she real loudly was like, Are you here for a drug test? Oh. Hope you pass. I'm like, girl girl and like i didn't say it at the time but it's like i know what your son's up to i could say that real loud and i wouldn't though because i'm respectful Mm. but i'm just like why are you mean this is a job where you're supposed to be caring right are they doctors yes nurses yeah the receptionist i'm always just a bit like you do whatever you gotta do, man. I've had good receptionists though. Where do you? I need to go where you're going. I like my my. I've had very good luck, like all, all all my life. I haven't had a bad reception. I've had um, I've had like the odd rude receptionist at like emergency department, but that's because like clearly whatever I'm dealing with is not the worst thing that they've seen yeah. that day. Yeah. You know, you're like oh my cousin broke his arm and they're like oh well he can breathe and you're like yeah and they're like no chest pain you're like nah and they're like I mean go get sit a line down. Yeah. yeah and then you're like oh sorry miss how much longer is it gonna be they're like hey the doctor will call you when it's your time you're like yeah all right yeah, yeah okay right. there's some dude over there in the corner who's missing a hand it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah right we're low prior like i get it I I've, get I've been it. lucky i've been yeah i've been pretty good with receptionists i i enjoy mine my receptionist at the moment cracks me up because like sometimes i come in she's just got her earpods in and she's listening to music and i'm like i'm like yeah man like do it like this place is there's no music oh. our, our, our waiting room has no tvs or nothing it's just quiet so it's kind of like i'm like yeah i get it Ours is just it. magazines on magazines on magazines. Oh, you want to read about the royal family up the to seven years ago for well, the doctor's office? Do they send somebody out to go get the recent Women's Day to like I stack don't it know. up? I and don't why is know. there always a car mag in there? Because I'm always confused about that too. I'm like, there's the there's like it's Mad Woman's Day and weeklies. There's a TV guide, yeah, no TV, and then there's just like V8 motor cars, and you're just like. Hey. Or like fishing. Yeah, they're, they're just like, like, we'll give the men a little magazine. We'll give the men a little something. A little magazine. I'm sure those men can read. Well. <laughs> Putting some picture books for the dudes. <laughs> but like literally, it's like the receptionist at the doctors are mean to me. And like, again, happy to be proved wrong on this. Like, please. But it's also like mean girls in high school becoming nurses. What's mm. up with that? What is up with that? It's crazy. I don't understand it. And it's it's so many. And like any girl listening to this is like, yeah, I know one. Mm. And it's like, what is it about being nasty in high school that makes you think, I'm going to go look after people? Is it like a remorse thing? Mm. I don't know. My sisters and nurses, they're not, they're not mean girls. Well, there you go. So See, again. happy to be proved wrong. Happy to be mm. proved wrong. I haven't met them. 
Mm. You know, but I take your word for it. So I like you know. They can hurt a fly if they wanted to. <laughs> Losers, weak. <laughs> no, I'm just... I hate. Can I actually just while we're recording? Can I just mention this? I get really sick and tired of like I'll be, t- be talking to people and I'll be like, oh yeah, my sisters have real jobs. They're, they're nurses, and people are like, oh, but you've got a good job too. And I go, I'm never gonna save somebody's life. Well, you know what I mean. I don't save people's lives for a living. You, but one's you never a, know. One's a ambulance driver and one's a nurse at an emergency department, the busiest emergency department in all of the South Pacific. I will never amount to a quarter of what they've done. I like, yes, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful for my job. I have a good job, but I'm also not saving lives. Look, here's the thing. I think about this all the time with my good friend who was a doctor, and we talk about our work days, and it's like, well, just I'll shut up now, you know. I don't have it. But like, we could save someone. We could say one thing that could change their lives. You don't know. It's not enough. Someone email in and say that Sawmile will save their life. Maru Suifua, welcoming to the show. I'm very grateful to have our illustrious guest, uh, an incredible athlete and music journalist, uh, all the way from the big G-Town, Glen Eden, Simon Tafunai. Thank you so much for joining us today. Or A-Town as well. Evan A-Town, Evan, oh, you're also an <laughs> yeah, A-Town person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. grew up in Glen Eden, but... Where I live now is Avondale, so... Do you, uh, do you rip the Avondale's uh, Central or West? Both, bro. They are Central West. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think Central West is a good way to yeah, say it. Yeah, Central When people West. are like, no, nah, we're just Central Auckland, I'm like, well, where did you grow up in Avondale? Yeah. Well, that doesn't... Now nah, I'm a big A-Town girl. Mm. Spider's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, very grateful to have you you take the time out to catch up with us. We know you're a very busy person because not only, like I mentioned, do you run track, you're a sprinter, yeah. but you're also a sports journalist for Radio New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, you're Samoan. Yes. Um, you know, that's always a key thing. Um, but uh, before we get into talking about your sports journalism, I, I'm keen to hear about sprinting because that is not a sport that a lot of islanders yeah, are yeah. in you know for like brown people yeah. yeah it's not a space for because yeah. like like i consider my family to be very open-minded with like the sports we played like i think my first sport was golf and like i have cousins that played afl and stuff like that but sprinting yeah this is a very predominant like predominantly parangi absolutely sport yeah what was it were you quite supported getting into that from your family or were they a bit like what do you mean you want to run? Nah, so my sister, I have an elder sister. She's like eight years older than me. Mm. She like dabbled in all the sports. Oh, yeah. Um, so it, it was important for my parents, especially my mom, since they didn't have the same um, upbringing, let alone like the financial stability that um, that they were able to offer to my ma- uh, my sister and I. They mm. were like, we want you to do things that we couldn't do. Mm. So they put us in everything, like mm. er- anything and everything. And one of them was track and field. I actually ended up joining um, my Avondale local athletic club and um, my sister joined it. And then when I saw her doing that, I was like, to my mom, like, I want to join. So I, I like joined athletics, that athletics club at, at three. And I've been doing athletics since, and I'm 25 now. That is a... Yeah, that that's a, a remarkable sport. I will say I saw in particular a lot of a lot of PIs coming out of Avondale taking on sports that we weren't usually in. Yes. Like um uh I know that there was a big uh a large amount of brown soccer players to come out of Avondale High. Um we have UFC fighters hmm. and things like that, although that's a we, we do quite well in yeah. we do quite well in fighting sports. But track and field is a, a, a very unique one. Like what was the appeal there for you, I suppose? 
Uh, there was no actual appeal. My mum was like, uh, you're doing too many sports. Uh, you need to choose one. <laughs> <laughs> so it was more like pressure. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was more the excitement of being an individual sport and knowing mm. that in my head, I wanted to go to the Olympics. And I know that the sports that I was doing at the time, I didn't, f- I didn't see that that was a pathway for me. Because when, when you think of the Olympics, right? You think of track and field. Yeah. Like, that's one of, like, the most watched sport. Like, you um, you know, you see, like, the likes of Usain Bolt. Um, and I was just in love with track and field at that time. So I told my mom, like, yeah, I'll do track and field. So I just chose that. And then since then, I stuck with it, which was really hard. Being in an individual sport, it's different. You can't, like, it's different, obviously, being in a team sports, but, like, mentally, mm. that shit, like, is real hard. And um, anyone that knows that has been in an individual sport and still in it would understand how taxing it is mentally and emotionally. Because all the motivation's on you, right? Absolutely. Like, like, it's all down to you. You can train as hard as you want, but, like, if you don't put in, like, the extra work behind the scenes, which is, like, your recovery, your eating, your sleeping, mm. then... Why are you training, you know? I'd imagine track and field in particular would have some pretty hardcore recovery routines, right? Yeah. Well, it's all up to you, really, how mm. much you want to recover. I think for me, um, doing track and field and my sports journalism on the side, that's really... That's still hard for me too. That's a manage. lot of yeah. That's a yeah. lot of work that you because I'd imagine, especially if your your goal is something like Olympics and things like that, that is a to to even have free time to take on another job on top of track and field is quite impressive. I think you've you're doing a lot. Well, I actually have no choice because athletics doesn't pay us. Yeah, yeah. So I have no fan- financial like backing from track and field. So because of that, another mm. motivation for me is to ensure that. I can pay for my trips to, mm. you know, go go and travel or whatnot, pay the f- my bloody coach. Yeah. Um, and in doing so, I do my job that I do here. Because that's, uh, I, I, especially women's sports. Yes. Uh, highly underpaid. Absolutely. It's basically you doing it for the love of the sport, right? Oh, yeah. It's definitely not well, for the pay. I'm doing that shit for free, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been doing it for free since um, since I was a young girl. Mm. So absolutely, it comes down to passion and the love of the sport. Yeah, Because there's no major... I, I suppose that's what you get in a team sport. You'd get payouts for your time and things like that. You're not getting paid for going off and competing and things like that, are you? No. Do you get any... Is there any financial benefit to winning or anything like that? Or is it just like a, hey, car boy? Yeah, if your name is Zoe Hobbs. <laughs> but Zoe Hobbs is like, she's built different. Like... Mm. I've never seen anyone like Zoe Hobbs at, in my time, let alone in like the, in the era of track and field that I've been in it. Mm. Zoe Hobbs is um, she's just like unreal, and it's it's she's I train with her as well, mm. so it's cool to see her in her Olympic campaign mode and knowing that my mate is going to go to the bloody Olympics this year is unreal. For people who don't know who Zoe Hobbs is, do you mind explaining a bit about her background? Zoe Hobbs is basically is literally the fastest woman across Oceania. Um, she like, has so many accolades within track and field and sport, but she's been number one since she's been in the track and field scene. So mm. that's very rare, but very hard as well. But she trains so hard. So mm. everything that she does, is um, you can see in the results. Mm. So I imagine, obviously, you coming from an athletic background and having that strong knowledge of sporting, sports journalism was quite a, was quite an easy step for you to make. I wouldn't say it was an easy step. It was a natural step for me. Mm. I think coming from a strong sporting background, um, it just felt... And because I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm a big yapper mouth, bro. 
yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, well, we wouldn't be in this job if we were. No, my dad. I remember my dad being like, "Nah, yeah, that makes sense. You yeah, took too much yeah. as a kid." Yeah. Yeah. Like, now I hear the truth. Um, silence. I don't know who that is. Mm, yeah. yeah like, that I'm always person? have to be talking. Um, so like, just put that two and two together, mm. and like, just became my bread and butter. Mm. I mean, it did take a long time just for me to be uh, to adjust being in the media world because it's still hard being um, not only a woman but a brown woman yeah um but yeah i, I love it and um you know um i think with the help of my mentor melody robinson mm. queen man mm. brown queen um she really nurtured and molded me to the person i am today for the media world i think it's also really important that we have busfika people like yourself in the sports journalism scene because people don't understand the frustration of listening to people mispronounce our names. Oh, absolutely. All the time. That's why I think it's a real gem that you're in that role because it's like, like, rest in peace to the God, Willie Lossi. Like, these voices were the ones that we had to pronounce it. Oh, I get tired of watching sports now. Yeah. Watching rugby league and just hearing our names get absolutely butchered is heartbreaking. What are some of the things that you want to achieve as a sports journalist? Um, Just, like, continue to break glass ceilings mm. um, just like my mentor Melody Robertson I think it's really important for me to ensure that whatever I do I create pathways for the younger generation especially the Māori Pacifica community to mm. uh, you know let them know that like this is a career pathway for them because right now I don't see a lot of me mm. uh, in, in the sporting world which is a shame mm. but if I do it's only like a rare occasion um, but majority of the time when I'm at like the sports um, media conferences and stuff, it's just one brown girl. Like it's just what the brownie and it's yeah. me. Um, so yeah, it's just creating more pathways for um, the young Pacifica Māori community, as well as um, hopefully that I can mentor some of them if mm. they ever wanted to join the media world as well. Mm. Yeah, it's um, considering how well represented we are in sports, you'd think we'd be better. Be represented in, in sports journalism well that's the thing right you as a journalist you reflect you the, the community mm. and that i just feel like is still has a long way to go mm. you know like there's a we report on a lot of our brown athletes i mean you know the, our brown athletes are in front of the camera but not a lot of brown people are telling the brown people's stories yeah you know? we're the only ones that can tell these stories right exactly because yeah, I, I really enjoyed your coverage of the moana pasifika and um who's our new captain for moana pasifika James Lay. Yeah, he plays the. He used to play for Samoy, or he does. He yeah, still? My, yeah, yeah. He played. He was in the World Cup squad. That's with right. Samuel Slade, mm. and he came from the Blues as well. But yeah, I, I do. I do get to me because I do get a few comments from the athletes, especially the brown athletes, saying that they feel more comfortable talking to me because mm. they see me as them. Yeah. And I think I also had that advantage knowing that they know that I'm an athlete as well. Mm. So like when I go to these kind of interviews, I'm like, as an athlete, what kind of questions would I like to be asked? And then I go with that kind of mindset, and I feel like because of that I get kind of like the real quirky cool answers yeah. and the funny ones which mm. you wouldn't necessarily see in traditional journalism uh, which I'm grateful about because you know athletes can only will only feel comfortable um, and be themselves if they're comfortable with whoever they're being interviewed by mm. are there any questions what, what's a good example of a question you as an athlete hate being asked so like oh I think one of them was uh, what does it feel like you know losing <laughs> oh really what does yeah. it feel like losing yeah. oh, oh that's a <laughs> and I'm just like what do you think? Yeah, I'm like, bro, how about you f***ing run then? Fuck me. <laughs> Shit, man. Like, yeah, that's unreal to yeah. ask that. Oh. Well, like, but I'm not surprised, though, mm. un- unfortunately, mm. because I've seen it firsthand being like, that's definitely a question that I, I would avoid, mm. obviously, for obvious reasons, but maybe that's not a thing. <laughs> what, would you, what, what would you like to see sports journalists ask more of? Well, like, um, you know, peeling back the athlete, mm. 
and maybe humanizing them more mm. um, because they are an athlete well, from nine to five, but also they're a human being mm. before and after that as well. And I think that's something that I still, that, that I feel like for me, I, I also think about when I go into these um, interviews as well, because mm. um, athletes are put on pedestals and they're like always, um, you know, pressured and um, judged by the general public. But mm. unless you know, what it feels like to be an athlete, then for me personally, I wouldn't comment about anyone's performances or anything like that. Mm. But I know that um, people people do that in general. So yeah, yeah. yeah I think I you know I think the thing that was like real heartbreaking for me to learn was just how little how little athletes got paid, how little female athletes got paid, and how little brown female athletes got mm. paid. Yeah, I, it was kind of just like weird. Why <laughs> like we're expecting all of this from these people for free? Absolutely. Like to be role models, to be great athletes, and to do it all and do nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. for the love of the sport. Yeah, like, exactly you know, that's that. wild. There's a wild absolutely. amount of pressure too. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like for me personally, just the experience that I've seen from athletes, um, they are super. I think I feel like from from a media perspective, I feel like brown athletes in general get it harder mm. than. You know. yeah, 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 you're not wrong. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to say it, yeah. but you know what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah? I know what you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we, we, uh, sometimes we're New Zealanders and sometimes we're Pacific Islanders. Yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I feel like for me, because I'm grateful to be in this role, mm. I want to ensure that to like close that gap mm. when it comes to that. You know, mm. yeah. no, I, I, I think us as a community can be very grateful for you and future journalists like yourself because I think it's so important that we have our voices heard and our stories told by the right people mm. and the only right people are our people. It's the only way it can be done. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what else you can come uh, bring out this year, whether that's through your athleticism or your sports journalism. Uh, where can the people that are listening keep up to date with either your track and field, your sprinting or your coverage of sports? Well, the RNZ <laughs> social social page, I'm mm. a bit more um, present on there because I've moved into the social media RNZ team. So you'll find my interviews on their TikTok and Instagram. Um, but for my personal athletic career, you can just follow me on Swan Tafanai. It's Tuesday, which means the new music streaming on Tay.fm, ad-free, 24-7, all the time, and on Spotify in the Tahi list. This week's featured artist is none other than Darts, the band from Wellington, with their new song, Paradise, which is off of their new album, released through Flying Nun. So they'll be going on tour and stuff, and I wish they would reply to my email. (laughs) (laughs) I send you guys an email, and it would be really great to hear from you. Um, Yep. (laughs) Love the song, though. Love the song. What else have we got? Uh, We also got uh, Church AP and Dead Forest released their latest single, Nightmare. It's a follow-up to a single that they released at the end of last year, um, I forget the name of that record. I think it was Postal, or uh, I'm forgetting. But um, it's sort of a like storytelling-wise, it's very much a like a sequel, essentially. This this story of two sides of the Pasifika person's experience, what people perceive, and then this record is more about what the lived experience actually is. It's very deep. It's very beautiful, um, and it really. It really solidifies that thing. A lot of people will say that Church and AP uh, have these elements of Pharrell 
to their sound and this record is just so creative it sounds sonically beautiful if you really want to enjoy some new hip-hop something sounding a little different from what a lot of people are making at the moment church and ap's nightmare featuring dead forest it is so good and like evie mentioned uh both of those records and so much more are on our new music playlist added up on our website if you head over to www.tahi.fm streaming 24 7 ad free as well as on spotify the tahi list you can find a link to that in our bio i i i don't consider myself like a foodie i think that's such a oh so auckland someone's like i'm a foodie i'm a bit of a foodie it's like yeah we all enjoy food thank you you're just rich and go to restaurants yeah like that's not like a thing you eat out a lot dude it's fine like you know whatever um but like i do enjoy eating out and I like, in particular, the reason I enjoy eating out is because, like, I think, and it was something that I got from traveling, was that I love eating, I love eating people's cultural cuisine. Oh, yeah. Like, there is nothing that beats, because that was one thing I like when I, like, because I love Anthony Bourdain. And when he did all his traveling, it was all about local food and, like, what actually, like, he's not going to Thailand and being like, where's the best steak? Like, you know, he was like, where do I get local cuisine? Um, so, and, and, and because I did that whenever I'm back in Auckland, like, uh, or just like anywhere, I always, I can cook whatever at home, but I want local, I want cultural food. Yeah, you want something authentic, eh? Yeah, right? Like, so, Auckland's good for that, though. Yeah. It's because the city is so diverse, there is such a diverse, uh, restaurant scene and just food. So I love going out to eat. So here are some of my tips for how to find the best restaurant uh available to you let's start off if the whole menu is strictly in english so as you can tell starting things off the bat these rules apply to cultural cuisine it's not like uh, mcdonald's yeah of course their menu is gonna be you know but if you go to uh if you're looking for like a nice like thai restaurant you turn up and everything's in english everything if like the menu is just entirely in english we got a red flag on. Back away. All right. But then the next step. How much of the staff are just white people? Because mm. ideally you've got one who speaks English for everybody. Mm. That's a good sign to me. Mm. That's a good sign to me. If I go in and I see white chefs at a Thai restaurant, I'm like, you know, I'm, and it's not the disrespect. They may make great food. Again, but I'm looking for authentic cuisine. I'm not looking for any sort of fusion food. I'm looking for authentic cuisine. If the the waiter at the, the counter is a white person and the back of house staff are white, um, alarm bells are ringing. I'm not getting an authentic curry here, right? It's not going to be spicy enough, yeah. is it? Mm. If that menu is a little too flash, it's not laminated, you need a laminate yeah. menu. Yeah, you do. Your laminate menu is how you're going to get that, <clears throat> right? Um, a, a great sign, too, is if, like, there's a couple prices that have just tape over them with a new price, like, drawn on pen on, mm-hmm. you're off to a good start. Yeah, man. Great start. Um, but I, what I think is key, what I really think is key, I need you to find that health grade, and I need you to recognize, is it an A? Is it a B? Is it a C? Is it a D? C's are the best. So the C's, C's, C grade food. You'll never get it better. I have never walked away from an A grade restaurant and gone, "Wow, what a cultural experience!" Mm, okay. What a, what a, what a party for the taste buds. Mm. I've eaten at great A food, great restaurants. Don't get me wrong, but there's something about a C grade because it's possible. 
right? I think my house would probably be a C grade. But the thing about food grades too is like you can um you could get a bad grade if you just don't remember information off the top of your head. Oh, I didn't. Can like actually it. affect your yeah. I my because my sisters worked in restaurants and, and and a lot of my family did. Like if you like you can you can get asked questions on the spot and if you don't know the answer to that question oh. on the spot, it can actually affect your food grade. So they they're a little iffy. Um, but a C grade is possible. They're allowed to be open with a C grade. If it was that bad, they wouldn't be allowed to open. So don't stress out. You see a C grade, it means nothing. But to me, that C grade means everything. I think they should be unfriendly as well. At oh, if they're too yeah. nice to you, if they're just a little too, hey, how are you? The the appropriate response should be, if you and your partner walk in there, they go, two, two? Yeah, two, two. There. Two. And, like, they sit you down, and they don't even sit you down. They just point in a direction. Yeah, no one tells you if you're supposed to order at the counter or at the... Mm. At, oh, that's good. There's this place, actually, the best chajangmyeon in New Zealand, in Auckland, which is my, one of my favourite Korean... It's, like, Chinese-Korean food, Korean-Chinese mm. food. It's, like, amazing, like, black bean noodles. Mm. The best place for it in the whole city. I went there a bunch of times trying to get it, and they were like, nah, we're full, even though there's, like, no one in there. So I went back... And I just talked to them in Korean, being like, look, like, I speak Korean, girl, hello. Just, I just want to try it. I know mm. you don't want, want me here, but I want to get it. And they mm. were like, oh, no, you're fine. You're allowed in. Mm. We just don't speak English. I was like, that's fine. Mm. Let me get my noodles. And just to be clear, this is not specific to just, like, Asian cultural food. It's Islander food, I find. Anything. Like, anything. If, it's, if you're going for a cultural food, a cuisine that's cultural and and indigenous to this 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 culture these are the steps you should follow it applies any you want to go to a, like a um is it the georgian is like a european i'm trying to think of i've been to like i've been to like some hardcore eastern european restaurants too you should get the same experience mm. it should mm. be kind of rude it should be kind of dirty but that food is going to bang i'm telling you mm. I'm telling I'm you, with you follow these steps i trust you with it all right, that is about all the time we have for today's show. But before we go, we invite Matua Harry into the studio. Hi, Harry. A mad Matua Harry. Oh, no. Oh. What happened? We're going to overdose on wrestling chat over the last couple of shows. But um, the one wrestling event I watch every year, it's not WrestleMania. It's not any of, of those things, the big super um, wrestle kingdoms in Japan. Mm. It's the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh. Who doesn't love love the Royal Rumble? A gimmicky wrestling match where the whole thing is like who's coming next, and it's this big surprise, and there's returns of nostalgia, and mm. there's like people that haven't been on wrestling for years, or they've been injured, and they return. I watched the Royal Rumble replay last night, and it was the shittest Royal Rumble I've ever seen in my life, and I'm just still mad about it. Any good returns? No. <laughs> No. Just no. nothing. They had seen Punk and had been around on the other wrestling brand already this yeah, year. Yeah, we already so knew he was back. The mm. dopamine hit of him being back was already gone. Mm. There was another guy that jumped brands, but like, meh. Like, it's not a big deal. Mm. No nostalgia at all. Mm. No Kane. No Undertaker. No John Cena. No Brock Lesnar. I'm shocked. Nobody no cool. <laughs> Nobody cool was in it. It was just oh, all the new ones. Man. Look, good on them. Good on them for pushing the new talent and trying to keep it about them mm. and give them their moments. That's good for the people that watch wrestling all year round. I come in once a year. I want my little... Oh, my gosh. It's Triple H's music. It yeah. oh didn't God. happen. Yeah. yeah, Nothing happened. They're just the worst rumble either. I'm Jeez, sorry. Jeez, that, that is a statement too. I got to go back and watch... 
Got to go back and watch some some classics because I got a bad taste in my mouth. Mm, I actually fair. also heard other people not enjoying the Rumble. I just watched clips. Mm. Actually, did you hear that uh, the um, WWE is going to Netflix? Yeah, they're going to be... For uh, me? Oh, this was great! Yeah, so WWE is going to be now uh, one of the first sports on streaming services. I've seen games start to go on to Netflix. Yeah. Netflix games. So, like, you have a... It's becoming, like, a super subscription. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to have a little partnership or dive into the old music world. Well, they've got heaps of anime on there. That's a good point, actually. And they do so much work with musicians in terms of Mm. documentaries and stuff like that. Because if it it could be a one-stop shop... Yeah. Game Pass, streaming video pass, mm. music pass. Now we're talking about a subscription I might actually fork out for and not um not visit the website. You the wouldn't pirates. steal a car. You wouldn't steal a TV. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't that. steal a movie. Alright. Alright, you wouldn't steal a podcast either, would you? Alright. Thanks for subscribing. Until we see you next time, as we always say, Tell Fast Week 4 and Car Kate. And come to our live podcast. Come Please. to our live show. Please. On the 13th. <laughs>